We're recording. That's fun. Hi, Julia. Welcome Hi, to Katie. another episode of Getting Letter Up. What are we drinking? We're drinking mojitos. And what are we reading? We read Braiding Sweetgrass. Should have done it the other way around, but yeah. you know what's on my mind. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Why mojitos, Katie? It's, she talks about mint mm-hmm. in her garden. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tell me more about Braiding Sweetgrass, Julia. And then maybe we can get into why we're drinking what we're drinking. Again, you know what's on the forefront of my mind. <laughs> Okay, want to hear about this book? I would love to hear about this book. I would love to hear you attempt to define this book. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I copied the Goodreads summary. Here we are. Smart. Well, I spiced it up a bit. Okay, of course. So, of course, as we do. As a botanist, Robin Wall Kimmerer has been trained to ask questions of nature with the tools of science. As a member of a citizen Potawatomi nation, she embraces the notion that plants and animals are our oldest teachers. In Braiding Sweetgrass, which is just the abbreviated name, Miss Kimmerer is a woman after our own hearts, and she also names things with like the fun little uh, fun title, colon, descriptive title kind of way. That. We, we do, do stand that. it, right? Yeah. So it's Braiding Sweetgrass colon indigenous wisdom scientific knowledge and the teachings of plants anyways i know right Mm -hmm. in this book kimmerer brings these lenses of knowledge together to show that the awakening of a wider ecological consciousness requires the acknowledgement and celebration of our reciprocal relationship with the rest of the living world Ooh. I yeah, like that. that's fantastic. That's a really good summary. Thank you. I wish I could have said that to you uh, in the Cineplex a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I was like, hey, Julia, you started this book and I haven't yet quite. Um, what is it? Because I don't really know. And you picked it and you were like, um, it's a I don't book. Know. And I was like, okay, well, is it fiction? And you were like, no. no. And I was like, well, is it essays? And you were like, no. And I was like, is it a memoir? And you were like, no. And I was like, okay, is it like interviews no and i was like wait is it just <laughs> words just words just words i think anecdotes very anecdotal yeah but it's good it's fantastic i would say they're similar to essays like they're, it is essay-esque it's a basically like a collection of long-form essays that are not point proof whatever what's the the one they teach you in elementary school? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the five paragraph one? Yeah. Like the, the hamburgers style? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that bullshit? Uh-huh. So, anyways, we do love a long form essay. I personally love essay collections. But, yeah. It's a hard thing to pin down, this book. Hard thing to pin down. It's very unique. And it definitely is indigenous when... when Words. Indigenous wisdom. Yes, it is. Scientific knowledge and teachings of plants. It's it's all yeah. three. I don't know, uh, Julia. How did how did you feel about this book? Because I think I think I think you might have given it five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh hooray! I get to drink. Oh hooray! You get to drink. Oh hooray! I get to drink. If I got it wrong, I would have drank. If I got it right, I get to drink. Cheerly. Cheers. Um. Yeah, I gave it five stars. And I think you gave it four. That's really bold of you. No, yeah. I gave it five. Oh, thank God. Yeah, oh, I gave it five. Yeah. Why would you think four? Um, I just didn't know how much you connected to it because you're a city girl. That's so hurtful. But I forgot about all your summers. All my summers and also just like who I am as a person. Like, yes, I'm a city girl and I wouldn't willingly like 
jump in a pond off the side of a trail, but, like, that doesn't mean I can't connect. Well, I just didn't know. Like, that was actually one of my conversation pieces that I wanted to, like, bring up tonight. I'm like, how connected to the earth are you really? Oh, we can get into it. Yeah, we can get into it. I was just, like... And I was, like, thinking maybe 4.5. I didn't want to, like, highball it. I didn't want to lowball it. I would rather, like, lowball it and mm-hmm. be, like, relieved than, like, highball it and be That's embarrassed, you know? Fair. Yeah, and be disappointed, really. Yeah. Because you are very much so the nature girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you get to drink because you got it wrong. So take one full drink. I will. I will do that. Cool. Tell okay. me about your top three. Okay, can you guess? I think I can guess. I think mm-hmm. I get to drink because I yeah. think that one of the things that's going to be on it is going to be the writing. Yes. Oh my God, I get to drink. Crazy. Right. How did you get that? I don't know. Maybe because the writing's really good. And the writing's so good. Mm-hmm. Also, I say it every week. So uh, when you go back and listen to all our other podcasts, because you know, I just know you're going to yeah. get addicted tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah, the fun drinking game is every single time I say, oh my god, the writing made my top three. You have to drink. Everybody gets to drink. Everybody. Okay, so the writing. Mm -hmm. Which, like, yes. Uh, And then the three sisters chapter in particular, Mm. I don't think that was, like, the full name. Oh, no, it was. It was called, like, the three sisters. Oh, I'm almost certain. Yeah. You get to drink for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was called The yeah, Three Sisters. Yeah, also in my top three. It so. was so Cheers. good. I think I texted you a quote and I was like, from that chapter, and I was like, this reminds me of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can Easy. read it if you want. I would love for you to read it. I think that could be fun. Okay. I will do that. Cool. Um, so, she's talking about uh, how gardening is like... Um, being loving you know and so and she's relating gardening to motherhood so she lists her list of loving behaviors which includes nurturing health and well-being protecting from harm encouraging individual growth and development desire to be together generous sharing of resources working together for a common goal celebration of shared values interdependence sacrifice by one for the other creation of beauty and then she goes on to say if we observe these behaviors between humans we would say she loves that person you might also observe these actions between a person and a bit of carefully tended ground and say she loves that garden why then seeing this list would you not make the leap to say that the garden loves her back just love that. I love like, it. Like I too. just love that. Mm-hmm. And that whole chapter was phenomenal for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Particularly because I was like, my garden loves me back. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly that that's what you would be thinking when you read that. Like, just, like close to tears. Like, oh my god, she it does loves love me. me. I, I knew it loved me because like I talked to it every day because I'm a crazy person. That's oh, I was gonna mention the fact that you pollinated your squash. Yeah, hand pollinating my squash. Yeah. Look, look, look. That's a different kind of love. I bought the. I didn't buy it, but I have the book. The self-sufficient or the guide to the self-sufficient life and i call it my bible and it tells me how to garden and it said that you had to hand pollinate squash it said that that was a thing you had to do because they won't do it by themselves and i don't know what the book thought pollinators were going to do it's a great book though i do call it the bible it's fantastic it's been in print for like 50 years um but it said to hand pollinate the squash so i hand pollinated the squash and then my squash got infected with earwings but that was a whole other thing Ew, I'm so glad you never told me that you... Uh-uh. I didn't find out until I, after I left. Oh, thank And God. my mother was clearing it out. And she was like, yeah, I cut one open. And there were earwakes in it. And I was like, that was why I was dying. <laughs> Interesting. Aww. 
but it's fine it's life anyway so yeah thank you yeah so the writing was on my top three the three sisters chapter and i just loved overall how it cultivates a sense of connectivity with the earth that's just like your general top yeah yeah it's pretty general but it's i just it made my heart so warm reading it no i like couldn't read it in my bed well i mean it could but like i just wanted to read it outside on my back deck you know yeah. like that was like pure vibes and i could smell the mint from my garden because of mm. course i can't because i've been fucking took over everything it really does yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so i would like smell the mint and like feel the sunshine on my skin and like read this book and i was like i love this because it's good i was like listening to it while i was driving like down like highway seven which is all like very pretty like farmland oh yeah oh my god gorgeous it's like almost fall like all the leaves are like kind of starting to change colors it was just a vibe it was just an experience it was great good top three thank you what are yours um so mine um the chapter i can't remember what it was called but it was when she was talking about like learning the language um, oh, and she has that was a good one. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, we speak it at home or whatever. And she's like, yeah, me, the dog, and the appliances. Something about that whole chapter just was like, like I said, like I was listening to this in my car and I was like driving and like literally out loud being like, I love that. Oh, I my know, God. Right? I love that. I think it's learning the grammar of animacy. An- I think so. Yeah, but animacy. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of the, I, it's just so good. Um, and then the Three Sisters chapter mm-hmm. was just fantastic. Everything mm-hmm. about it was just like heartwarming and oh, happy. It was so heartwarming and, and happy. I also, like I said, I had a vegetable garden and I had squash in it and I did try and grow the Three Sisters. You really did. I really did. The beans never really came up. Mm, RIP. I think I planted them too late, but the squash thrived and the corn thrived. They did. Your the garden was. Attacked it. So nice when I saw it in July. I never got to see your corn, but. Well, I didn't either because the squirrels attacked it and I literally made it out with one cob. I had 12 plants. (laughs) (laughs) One cob. Um, Mm, And I had to up the tea because I'm a crazy person. And I'm like, if I, you have to, you have to save seed from Mm -hmm. plants you grow in your microclimate because they're going to be the ones that thrive the best in this climate disaster world that we live in. So I'm. I'm back around hoarding seeds mm-hmm. for when the apocalypse happens. <laughs> so Got I had it. to save up for seeds, but I didn't get to eat it. But it's fine. I'll try again next year. Maybe get some netting. But yes, yeah, so I grew the three sisters also. I tried and they were, it was fun and it was a very cool experience. Um, so I felt very connected. Julia, I felt very connected. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Listen, I just had to lowball it. I, was I know. Like, I know. It's okay. I also never was like a nature camp counselor, so I understand where you're coming from a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then my third was the honorable harvest. <gasps> that was so good. That almost made my top three. It's just it's like everything that I believe. Like that whole chapter yeah. was like a manifesto of like exactly what Katie thinks. Yeah. So, every day, all day. Yeah. So yeah. Those are my top three. Mm. That's amazing. That's I love those. I agree with them all. I'm trying to see if I have a quote from the Honorable Harvest one, but I can't find it easily, so... I mean, I have, like, a bunch of pages that I took pictures of. <laughs> no, same. So this one I really, really love because, again, like, this literally could have been titled, like, Katie's Manifesto instead of 
the honorable harvest. Um, I also keep going to say the honorable harvest. Like, I don't know why I want to miss that second page, but whatever. But yeah, so she says, I don't have much patience with food proselytizers who refuse all but organic, free-range, fair-trade gerbil milk. We each do what we can. The honorable harvest is as much about the relationships as about the materials. A friend of mine says she buys just one green item a week. That's all she can do, so she does it. I want to vote with my dollar, she says. I can make choices because I have the disposable income to choose green over less expensive goods, and I hope that will drive the market in the right direction. And I just like, yeah, I love that. And she's like, yeah, the honor... The Honorable Harvest. <laughs> the Honorable Harvest. I don't know what's wrong with me when I keep wanting to skip it, but the Honorable Harvest. You're is lit, like, babe. Yeah. It's just like, it's, 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 it's not necessarily about not buying from like Walmart, but it's about like making the decision to like being thoughtful mm-hmm. with where, where you buy your food and what you consume and like purposeful. What's the word I'm looking for? purposeful, thoughtful, deliberate, being deliberate with your choices. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. That was just the first quote I could pull up. But I mean, the whole chapter is fantastic. The whole chapter is fantastic. What's in your bottom three? What's in your worst? Okay. So in terms of chapters, there's only one chapter that made my worst. I just did not. It didn't spark joy like all the other ones did. Mm -hmm. It's um, Bilicaria, the belly button of the world. I was just lichen. Yeah. Yeah. I was just born. That's fair. I was just like, this didn't slap. And I was like, usually she well, ends. All of it slaps. It's hard to live up. I know. And like, usually she like has like some really good nuggets of like wisdom sprinkled throughout each chapter. Yeah. And for this one, I was like so hard to get motivated to like. Yeah the belly button of the world it's like and 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 then uh like at the end it was like the big meaningful like finale you're hoping for her to come to is just like a little underwhelming so i was like this isn't my favorite chapter there's not a lot of worsts here so i'm just gonna pad that out that's fair um my second worst is climate change um just talk about the climate stuff um it broke my heart yeah send me spiraling it's just like when she talks about climate tree change driving maples out of new england broke my heart uh i have a quote about this and i will quote it right now i love that despair is paralysis it robs us of agency it blinds us to our own power and the power of the earth environmental despair is poison every bit as destructive as the methylated mercury in the bottom of the ondaga lake but how can we submit to despair when the land is saying help restoration is a powerful antidote to despair restoration offers concrete means by which humans can once again enter into positive creative relationships with the more than human world meeting responsibilities that are simultaneously material and spiritual it's not enough to grieve it's not enough to just stop doing bad things yeah 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 and then it's it goes on for like a good metaphor of like we feasted on mother earth now it's time to do the dishes uh, yeah 
which is fun. Anyway, climate change, it just has always freaked me out. Terrifying. It's very, very scary. Or and this is like uh, the first bit of the book, I'm like, I love this so much. And the second half, it's like climate change and colonization. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. it's very important to see. It's just like hard to it's, digest. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a big anxiety moment. It's a big anxiety moment. Also, my number one was white people. My worst. I just, every time colonizing people are brought up, I just, I'm so many emotions of like rage and blah 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 you know it sucks it just sucks and it's icky and it's like there's so much grief that it's just yeah oh i hate how our ancestors handled the world and other people continue to really yeah it's frustrating it's frustrating yeah i think you get to drink I think we both get to drink I think as so like too. a way of coping with yeah. the nightmare system that we have been born into mm-hmm. and kind of live in. Because, um, yeah, climate change is terrifying. Yes. Absolutely spooky. I um, hate it. And it was really hard to read some of the things. Like, there's um this one quote from The Sacred and the Superfund, mm-hmm. that one chapter, which was like, upsetting yep um (laughs) but she says you know land buried under 60 feet of industrial waste trickling toxins into the sacred waters of the onondaga and the home of half a million people death may be slower than the fall of an axe but it is just as gruesome the executioner's face is hidden but its names are known salve process allied chemical and dye allied chemical allied signal and now honeywell more frightening to me than the act of execution is the mindset that allowed it to happen. I oh. thought it was okay to fill a lake with, like, oh, God, I took a picture of this probably. Toxic stew. Whatever the companies are called, individual people were sitting behind those desks. Fathers who took their sons fishing, who made the decision to fill the lake with sludge. Human beings made this happen, not a faceless corporation. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a quote to add on that. Allied Chemical and its successors deny any role in the formation of the mud boils. They claim it was an act of God. What kind of God would that be? I, that one? Hit home. Yeah. Because it is, like, I this whole podcast is just going to be us quoting this book because it's so yeah, well written. It's, it's so, so insightful. Good. And she's so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah. Everyone's like, well, corporations are responsible for, like, 70% of all carbon whatever i can't remember the exact i'm butchering that but you know what i mean you know what i'm like carbon output yeah um and like fossil fuels and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just like yes but also they're like literal like people making those decisions like Mm -hmm. and so you know yeah an individual person maybe can't make that significant of a difference when you look at it like that but also yeah individual people are also making those decisions and so it was just, uh, infuriating to read, actually. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic chapter. Fantastic points. I almost like don't want to put it in my worst three because it's all good. Yeah, but, but it's, it it's hard. Yeah. To sit with. Yeah. And also, yeah, colonization. And so that language yeah. chapter, I love. But it's so sad. It's so so tough to like think about, like, language, language. And the way that it is entrenched in culture and the way that culture is entrenched in language and like how do you 
there was this one quote and she was like it's like what happens to a joke when no one's around who can understand yeah. it or like when no one can understand it can laugh or something like that like I, I butchered that but it's ah that one hit yeah that one hit so but that's it that's all I have on there because I loved everything else so I love like, it hmm, the things that made me sad yeah but everything was so good <laughs> I can't yeah. even say it but it was like a bad thing no it's just the worst which is like relative yeah very relative these are great compared yeah. to Twilight compared to Twilight wow <laughs> yeah I had to do some soul searching to like find out actually like what was worst in this book I was like ah, can I just say nothing it's, my, it's our own podcast like we could just make the world different once right but I was like no I got sad a couple of times. So. Yeah. 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 Want to hear a funny anecdote? <laughs> Absolutely. Just sort of lighten up at the uh, yeah. move on. moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so when I worked at Nature Camp, because guess what? I worked at Nature Camp. Wait, did you work at Nature Camp? I worked at Nature Camp. That's crazy. I can't believe I never knew that about you. I know. It's just coming up now for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had this invasive species week to, like, inform kids about invasive species like the emerald ash borers which are like mentioned in this book and um we had this one activity and it was it's so funny um it was called like eat aliens or whatever and so we had to go out into the woods and like collect invasive plants okay fine uh-huh and um the, some of these plants were mentioned in this book actually like garlic mustard and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then like we had to make a bunch of like different things for it um and i was just like my boss like put me on that uh rotation um mm-hmm. without consulting me and then i like read the thing and it's like ah make garlic mustard take garlic mustard make a pesto make a pasta and i'm like ha ah, this wow. is racial profiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like hmm, who could make us pasta i bet you the italian girl yeah i bet you she could do that yeah i mean you could yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i made a mean pasta. did you make the pasta from scratch like i wouldn't put it past no you. i had to use gluten-free pasta yeah I mean, depends on what it was. It, it was cheap. It trash. was bad. It was cheap and tra- bad trash. Because you can get, like, good gluten-free pasta now. But I remember, like, when we first started eating gluten-free pasta, it was like, hmm, glue for dinner. No, it was glue for dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, it's mm. a nature camp. They have no funding. Anyway. It's also a nature camp. And the kids who go there are, like, granola kids. Oh, like, 100%. I actually have 18 different allergies. Like, not to profile anyone who goes to nature camp, Julia. But I have 18 different allergies, and you need to accommodate for all of them. Here are my five different epi- EpiPens that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Can we go into the woods now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never went to nature camp, and I'm not bitter about it at all. Are you? Maybe a little bit. I never went to camp. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, oh, you went to camp camp. Okay, I went to, like, a cottage. Very different. But also very fun. But I didn't get to learn anything while I was there, except for, like, how to drink how to when like I got older. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and also now it's being leveraged over me. <laughs> because there were, like, a lot of things in this book that I really related to. Like, a lot of the things with the gardening and, like I said, like, the honorable harvest. It's yeah. Katie's brain. But yeah. what about you? What did you what were the things that really stood out? And you were like, oh, me. Me. Because I feel like there was a lot. 
because I was reading it and I was like, there was Julia. so much. I was literally like the whole chapter about ash trees. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I had two different nature names um, when I was a camp counselor. So I was just a volunteer and I was called Ash. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And then I became Heron fun. when I got a real job there. Real job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Paid, yeah. I knew. Yeah. I knew a lot about like the um, sky, woman, sky Woman Falling, like the creation story. Oh, cool. Um, we used to tell that to the kids at camp. I love that. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot about goldenrods, but I didn't know anything about asters, so that was really cool. I was actually mm-hmm. taking um, one of the promotional photos um, for this, mm-hmm. and I found, like, a goldenrod with a goldenrod gall in it, and I went into, like, full nature mode, and I started explaining it, and then I was like, to my dog? <laughs> <laughs> Just you hanging it with Sophie. Like, it's, like, oh my God, golden funny. hour in the woods, so I'm like, I really have to get back to my car, but I'm also like... Okay, but there's a bug in here, and the plant grew around it, and that's cool. That's what that is? Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. Um, now I've learned. Get learnt today, guys. I learned so much with this book. Right? I don't know. It was just all so good. There's nothing, like, specific. Oh, this is one I related to a lot. Um, So there's that one chapter about the Wendigo. So oh, yeah. When, this is funny. When I first learned about Wendigos, it was uh, through watching a playthrough of this video game, Until Dawn. Um, and in this video game, two twins... Um, go running and like like they're like it as a prank for some reason they go like they get lost okay. in like this chalet and they fall um into like is it like a horror game? it's a horror game okay fun yeah they fall into an abandoned mine and oh. one of them breaks their leg and the God. other one maybe oh one of them breaks their leg and the other one dies on this impact. is dark okay yeah. so they're twins One's dead, one has a broken leg, can't right, get out so of this already, shaft. It's like a yeah. little bit much for you, maybe. Uh-huh. And then uh the one twin eats her sister. And then What? Yeah, the one with the broken leg Horror eats the game. body this until is dawn. So dark. Yeah, but then she turns into a windigo. And okay. I I just remember like um when I was in like, I don't know, grade eleven when this game came out. And I I it freaked me out so much and like I'd look over at my sister in the middle of the night because I wasn't able to sleep for a week oh, and I'd God. be like you would eat me if it came to it you would eat me you would turn into a window you would eat me would you do that though I, I don't you know would. If, it, if it came down to it if it was like this or death I mean I'm sure and she was dead I'm sh- like I'm 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 not telling you I had rational thoughts I'm just telling you I was terrified of this game <laughs> I I couldn't sleep for a week, and every night I would sit up in bed and look at my sister and be like, you're going to eat me. This is genuinely the most terrifying horror video game I've ever heard of. That is so dark. I know. Oh, my God. Apparently, that's only one of the storylines. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well... Yeah, so I relate to that. Um, I don't know, just a lot. I related to this a lot, but I I'm struggling to pick up like specific things. Yeah. How about you? Other than the garden and the yeah. harvest. Yeah. Well, I thought about you a lot in the um. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's the chapter after her kid goes off to university, and she was like, "Yeah, my midlife crisis is actually um, I'm not buying like a shiny red Corvette. Like I bought a shiny red canoe, and I could just see you doing that." Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is a vision of Julie yeah. in the future. No, that was exactly <laughs> me. I was like, yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah. Oh, God, I can only aspire. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't, I just, I loved everything. All the stuff about gardening. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then, I don't know, I just learned so much. I know, right? I just feel, yeah. like, so blessed to have read this. I totally know why there's, like, 70 holds on it at the library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Like, I had to go through, like, five different libraries just to get the audiobook. And I was like, guys, Yo. please. So, no, I get it. And then also a whole bunch of people, like, we posted that we were reading this. And people were like, oh, my God. I, that's crazy. I'm loving this book right now. I can't wait to read this. And I know, like, right? Everyone that we've talked to, we were like, yeah, we're reading Brady and Sweetgrass. They're like, I want to read that. Oh, that sounds cool. And like you brought it up to me and I was like, I've never heard of that book. But sure, yeah, absolutely. Sounds fun. And I'm like, oh, that's why. Because it's really good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I can talk about why it's so good. My cousin Shauna... Um, requested or recommended it mm-hmm. to me and I I was like oh my god best <laughs> thing ever yeah I know you're trying to go off no I was just offering an opportunity to segue but oh good. no I I have a couple more things I to hear say. What you say yeah um I kind of wish your mom could guest star tonight I know yeah yeah we could have called her but no. she doesn't have a mic it's she, okay yeah she hasn't read the book yeah, no. I don't think so. I know. If I really wanted her to guest star, I would have told you in advance. We yeah, that's true. We would have had it set up. We would have set it up. Yeah. Could have done it last weekend, but, wow. you know, I just think she'd have a lot to say. She definitely would. Yeah. She definitely would. Because, like, the reason that that one chapter is my brain is because she's, like, radicalized me against, like, capitalism and plastic. And yeah, plastic. Fast fashion and fast food and everything. So... Yeah. <laughs> She'd have a lot to say. Yeah. She'd have a lot to say. My aunt would also have a lot to say. The TikToker? Just... No. No. Um, my mom's sister, actually. Oh, queen. Yeah. Um, well, she does, like, a lot of work with, like, indigenous communities, right? So she's been able to, like, sit in, like, and learn from indigenous elders directly. Um, oh, that's so cool. So just, she just, like, knows a lot because of that. And so I think that she would have, like, a lot of, like, things that she would appreciate about this book and then also information to like add on like that she's learned over the years and stuff so i think my whole family would like this book actually <laughs> interesting i'm gonna give like everyone in my family i'm gonna be like read this everybody read has this. to read this yeah <laughs> it's like a staggered book club mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have to like handle my notes in the margin there's not many every time somebody reads it they have to add notes That'd be so cute, except you didn't, so. Well, yeah, because I only read the last half of it. Yeah, I know. I listened to the first half. So. <laughs> I know. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Honestly, I wish that we could guest star Robin Wallkimmerer. I wish. I would love to talk to her. She's Me too. Just everything that she talks about is so interesting and so wise. I know. And I'm like, Wow. You're cool. You're so cool. Can Your writing is so beautiful. Yeah. God. And yeah. also she, like, her daughters were like, hey, we should, like, sh- we should, like, do, like, sugaring and, like, tap a yeah. or whatever. And she was like, hell yeah, let's set this up. Absolutely. And, like, did the whole thing. I'm like, you're cool. Can we be besties? I know, Can right? Out? Like, she just seems like somebody who, like, gets things done. Oh, yeah. I want to hang out with That's her. That story about her, like, trying to revitalize her pond. Yeah. Oh. 
I was like, wow. You like get shit dedicated. done. Dedicated. I need more people like that in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, you get a project and you go with it. Like, everything about this, I was like, I'm going to be your friend. Be friends. Please. please, bestie. I just want to pick your brains. <laughs> Let's get some coffee, girly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how connected to the earth are you, city girl? Remember, that was one of my I, talking points. Oh, yeah. Can I just defend myself? Yeah. I was remembering vividly during a lot of this book that one time we went to Toronto and you breathed a sigh of relief and said, Thank God I am in a place where I know I won't have to see a tractor. Yeah, well, I've been around on that though since the pandemic. I'm like one of those millennials who like got to like a Harvey farm, a Har- a Har- Harvey farm. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Wait, quick, raise your arms. Yeah, I'm Can good. you smile for me? Okay. I know she's today's good. Date, but I'm not gonna say it because then people would know when we recorded this. Um, I. Yeah, I'm like one of those millennials who gets like a hobby farm over quarantine. Mm. Where I used to be like, oh my god, there's so many farmers. Why do I? Why did I go to a school known for farming and agriculture? Why did I? Why did I do this? But then also, cause it's fun, um, <laughs> and also cause it's cool. And since I got a garden, yeah, okay, I'm a bit of a city girl. I also think I resent the fact that like smaller towns kind of have nothing, nothing to do. Yeah, and like I can go to a farmers market in my like home city that is all day. Yeah. And in the farm city, the farmer's market is 9 a.m. to, or no, sorry, it's like earlier than that. It's like 7 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. Like I'm like, why are you why are you openly discouraging me from attending your farmer's market? <laughs> like there's not a chance in hell that I am gonna get to somewhere before noon on a Saturday as a young person living her life. But then the pandemic happened and I was like, wow, I can be places <laughs> early in the morning because I don't have places to go on a Friday night. Yeah. And also I literally spent at minimum an hour in my garden every day this summer, like for at least four months. Wow. Usually more than that because I go out at like lunch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working from home, I was like, oh, time for me to spend an hour outside in the garden. I'd love a little lunch break. Yeah. So like built it in the backyard from like stuff that we had in the garage got my dad to like take like a whole truck full of dirt and i put that into the like garden and planted all the plants and grew them up from almost scratch so i feel very connected but yeah no i no, I can see that i, I was thinking I about different katie from. yeah mm-hmm. i'm a whole new me you're a whole new you how could i forget mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Silly, silly, silly. You have. Nine months, so. You really have. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thriving, and I think part of it is the fact that I am much more connected to the earth now. So I can kind of understand why, like, you are the way that you are. Thank you. Because you're so connected with nature, and I'm like, wow. That's why Julia is like happy all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Oh, um, how changed do you feel after reading this book? Oh my god, I feel like a whole new person. I, like I already uh, was a whole new person. I'm a whole new person. Twice again, over. I know, right? I was walking to campus today. Well, walking to the bus to go to campus. Let's be real. I don't walk to campus. Um, you live five minutes. Yeah, I know. It's from... a big flex for me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you were walking to the bus. I was walking to the bus, and I was just like thinking to myself, I am doing so well. 
I am doing so much better. I'm so like I love that for you. Feeling so good about like myself and everything, and I'm like, I think it's this book. I think it's this book. This book is like an antidote. I want to read it like every year. Like I think I like if I just read a chapter every month for a year, I would love that. Mm. Yeah. Once I give it to everyone who needs to read it, absolutely, I'll get it back. Absolutely, um, I might purchase the audiobook. Yeah, just to like listen to because it is so affirming. It's right, like a, it's better than like a. What is the word I'm looking for? Like a manifesting. <laughs> Do you ever listen to like yeah. no. daily affirmation no. podcast? No, you're not. Insane? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I am Just in me. different ways. <laughs> you don't go on like a morning walk every morning and you listen to Seven Habits of a Goddess and your daily morning manifestation. I actually listen to bird song. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I listen to like, I am full of energy and I am going to get so much work done today. And then I say it out loud three times. And I look like a crazy person in my neighborhood, but it's fine. Cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, but I feel like that listening to like a chapter of this every morning would do the same thing. Oh, 100% for sure. Yeah. Can I tell you why I think that? Yes. Okay, so the reason that I think that this book is so good and why we love it so much and why it feels like an affirmation podcast and, like, why it, it we feel renewed after reading it is because it's all about gratitude. Yeah. Like, every chapter comes back to gratitude, even, like, the scary ones. Yeah. Come back to, like, we need to be grateful for what we have. Like mm-hmm. every single thing comes back to gratitude. And it was just something that I kept noticing over and over again. And there was the whole chapter about um, the Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, uh, is it speech? Address. Or address, thank you. The Thanksgiving address um, that they do in the Haudenosaunee School, I believe. Um, yeah. And where they go through, like, and they talk about here are the things that we're grateful for and here are the things that we give thanks to. Um, and she was like, imagine, like, raising children in a culture of gratitude. I was like, oh my God, because we're not doing that now. And that's why we're all walking around so unhappy. And then I did a little bit of looking into those because you know me, if you know how I like to use my Google Scholar. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did a little bit of looking into this and they've done hundreds of studies on gratitude intervention and the effects of it on mental health and like physical health and like sleep and just overall well-being and like mental health and like incarcerated persons and stuff like that. Like it is just it's not it can never be bad for you basically like wow. showing gratitude and expressing gratitude if it's like if you write it down on a list every day if you say it out loud like i was doing this thing with my family <laughs> i'm just gonna expose it i was doing this thing with my family earlier this year um in like february when like the pandemic was like at its like kind of worst and we were all very isolated and just like at home like hating each other the whole time <laughs> being like oh god i have to see your people's faces again for the ninth millionth day in a row. Um, And I was like, no, we need to stop doing this because this energy is toxic. So every day, like every night at dinner, we each had to say one thing that we were grateful for. And it just changed the energy so much. Like I was like, yes, okay, cool. And so I'm gonna start crying. (laughs) I love gratitude. I love doing gratitude, like interventions and expressions. Like they're just like so, so healthy and so good for your mental health. And this book is, is gratitude like there's gratitude like deliberately infused into every single sentence and yeah. it's i just let me find my studies because i i found several <laughs> several studies from like journals of health and psychology um yeah like there's like this one is about like the impact of a brief gratitude intervention on subjective well-being biology and sleep 
And they were like, yeah, it elicited increases in hedonic, I don't really know how to pronounce that, well-being, optimism, and sleep quality, along with decreases in diastolic blood pressure. Like, it is good oh my for you God. physically to express gratitude. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Mentally, and it's, like, spiritually and just everything, like... They were like, wow, that's crazy. Because, like, obviously, like, you're going to do better if you're sleeping better. And so maybe, like, the mental wellness impacted the physical wellness through the sleep thing. But they were like, mm-hmm. but this brief intervention suggests that subjective well-being may contribute towards lower morbidity and mortality through healthier biological function and restorative health behaviors. Like, we literally live longer and feel better and live healthier, longer lives if we express gratitude often. And it's so good for you. Like, it's just so good for you. And this whole book was just so grateful for everything. Like, even when it got sad, it was like, because we're not being grateful. Like, that's why shit sucks. Like, because we weren't being grateful and we weren't. Oh, I just love it. I just loved everything about this. And I just felt like, I was like, wow, this is such an uplifting book. Not because it's optimistic, which it is. But that's not why, because like there are books that are like, everything's going to be good and we're all going to be great. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel different after reading those. Like, you know, those like self-help books that are like, yeah. and you're like, whatever. But the ones that are going to make a difference in your life are the ones like books that help you realize how grateful you should be. Even if your life sucks, there are things to be grateful for. Yeah. And I think that that, I think I got to put like, this quote on like my wall or something because she was it was again in like the thanksgiving address because that's kind of when it's like the most explicitly like we're gonna be grateful right now we're gonna yeah. do a gratefulness expression or an expression of gratitude um and she was talking about how sometimes when different meetings or um i can't remember the name of things now but like meetings and stuff like that where conferences start off with a thanksgiving address address i don't know um Sometimes, like, people who aren't used to it will get very, like, bored and they'll start, like, shifting around and being, like, oh, this kind of goes on for too long. And however, students are, like, kind of, like, a long thing. Like, this is pretty, like, we shorten it, Mm -hmm. we tighten it up. And she's, like, wow, aren't we so lucky to have so much to be grateful for? And I'm, like, oh, God, you're so right, Robin. Once again, you've you've hit it. (laughs) Yes, Robin. Mm -hmm. So that's why it makes us feel good. That's why this book is so good and why it makes it feel so happy because it's gratitude and it's literally good for you physically (laughs) like it's so good yeah if you read this book before bed you will sleep better so no wonder i got such better sleeps last week literally literally i thought it was just because i wasn't drinking yeah (laughs) yeah maybe i should have listened to this while i was driving home and i felt sick Mm -hmm. because maybe it would have helped <laughs> but i didn't know i didn't know you didn't know it's so, okay but i felt fantastic when i did listen to it and i was driving back excellent like, so but yeah it just kept coming up and i was like wow this is amazing so grateful i am so grateful i'm so grateful that she brought gratitude to the forefront of my attention yeah i'm so grateful for you making us read this book i'm so grateful that shauna recommended it to me I'm yeah. grateful that my mom bought it, <laughs> purchased it. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful I was able to find the audiobook and that you let me borrow your copy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful. Wow. I'm so grateful. What a good book. What a good, grateful book. <sighs> I'm grateful for it in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go buy a copy now. 
Yeah. Everyone should get our girl papered up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And it's so nice to hold. It it's just a has good a good book. weight and a good feel. The texture of it is very nice. The texture of it. As far as books go, it's a sexy book. Just to have in your hands. You know how people talk about like food and they do like mouthfeel? <laughs> like when they review food yeah. and they have a mouthfeel. Yeah. I feel like like hand feel like actual like sensory touch yeah <laughs> like, welcome to a newest a segment of our uh, podcast <laughs> we're gonna reveal or reveal review exactly how these books felt in our hands and that has a direct impact on the rating this yes. one fantastic five stars <laughs> good hand feel <laughs> also the pages are fun i like when the pages aren't all the same length yeah like yeah ridge feel that's a fun thing it's a good time Mm -hmm. i think that's more a product of me dog earing every other page than it is the book though oh i don't know well i appreciate i'm I'm grateful you did that because it made it even more fun for me i'm grateful you told me that books are meant to be loved they are that's how you show love to a book they are think about it if you saw a book that like looked like it had never even been opened would you feel like somebody loved that book? No. It goes back to everything she talked about. Relationships, <laughs> showing and giving, giving and taking. You have to take a little bit. The book gives you so much. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to our essays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go first. Please do. Um, my essay would be called People Pandemic. Ooh. Windigo mindsets and how it ravages the earth. I would probably have a breakdown or two Ooh. writing this. Oh, God, yeah. It'd be, yeah. A, tough, it'd be a tough write. <laughs> tough write, but I don't have to write it. Uh, so I would focus on how sustainable practices are better for the earth. Like, you know, there was a couple of chapters where it was like, oh, these plants are doing poorly because people aren't harvesting them properly. Oh, my God, the whole thing about the sweetgrass study? Yeah. Yes. And the black ashes, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The black ash doctor with the baskets was so good. It was so good. And, like, it's tragic because, like, I'm hyper aware of how ashes are dying because I was one for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Identified as an ash. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, everyone would, like, make beetle noises, like the bad kids. They'd be like, we're coming for you. I'm sorry, the bad kids made beetle noises? They didn't just call you, like, ass? No, they called me hash. Kids are weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was your first instinct to bully was like to show off how much you know about nature. (laughs) What can I tell you? Like you're you're showing off your nerdiness. All right, whatever. It's a flex. I'm sorry you were bullied like that though. Thank you. So unfortunate for you. Anyway, hyper aware of how ashes are dying, and that chapter ends with like, um the one basket maker he's like Mm -hmm. preserving the seeds of the ash for when the beetle goes away basically like we're gonna outlive this beetle because it's gonna eat all the ash trees and then it will have nothing else to feed on yeah and and then we can replant the ashes and that broke my heart but it also gave me joy yeah 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 i'm like okay it's not the end for the ashes it is not. No, it's like a testament to like how humans can have an impact, but it's also so devastating because like there's so little that we can do. Yeah. To prevent because we did a we, we did a bad choices. we made an oopsie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I like the sweetgrass chapter. I would yeah. quote heavily from that. How like they need to be picked, even if they're picked aggressively, they do better, yeah. which is so cool. And just like yeah, 
I would talk obviously about selfishness and the lack of uh, stewardness of the earth leading mm-hmm. to the destruction of nature. Um, but I also want to bring up people like pandemic, uh, especially yeah. given the times we are. So when I took my um, post-colonial literatures class last year, yeah. um, we talked a lot about how like indigenous people have been in like a pandemic since the settlers came oh, God, and, yeah. you know, committed biological warfare on yeah. them. Genocide. Yeah. Genocide. But like... Uh, fueled by like smallpox blankets yeah and stuff so like we read an article and i wish i could find it and i probably have it and Mm -hmm. we'll link it um but this article was just like yeah like this pandemic thing might be new for you white people Mm -hmm. dealing with the corona but actually we've been dealing with this for like hundreds of years yeah and we are suffering too and also like maybe our voices should be heard also yeah yeah just made me think of that there's that one um region um one community i i want to say one tribe i'm not sure if that's the right name for them and i can't remember their names i will find it um in the states who reached like a 100 percent vaccination like number or whatever rate 100 percent vaccination rate like mm-hmm. fully vaccinated like and they were the first place that ever did that. I think they're the, probably the only place in the States that did that. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But it was just like, like that speaks a lot to, you know, what? The we've undergone like culture. a lot of trauma. Yeah. So maybe we don't want to see people die from something preventable. Yeah. So we'll arm ourselves against that. Yeah. And that, yeah, because indigenous people have literally been in a pandemic of genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 14 something. I think it's 15 something. I have no idea. I didn't pay attention in Canadian history. And they didn't emphasize when we landed. Of course they wouldn't. There's a lot of like, the English were here, and then the French were here, and then the English and the French were fighting, because that's what we're going to focus on. This is the most important thing. It's Uh like when we became French and or English. Yeah, literally. It's not the people who were here first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Systematically. They're indigenous people, but like, yeah. But then the the English landed, and we had to fight them. (laughs) (laughs) This is cool. This is war. This is white dudes fighting white dudes, okay? <laughs> this is what we want. This is Canadian history class. It's white dudes fighting white dudes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that though. Fantastic essay. Thank you. What would you write yours on? That's a good question. I should probably have that up. I was like, hmm, what would I write mine on? I, I, I would. I, I've made a title. Um, oh, good yeah. for you. Slow food. Reconnecting to our food sources as a holistic practice. Hell yeah. Actually yeah, write it though. But I love I it. I want to. But I love it. Because I really think that like we're so disconnected from like our food supply. Like just our whole so food disconnected. supply chain. I was thinking about this the other day actually because I was talking to somebody about um, like people I, there was like a like a thing on like the radio like in the news about people buying like potbelly pigs as pets and then being like oh my god because even like a like a small potbelly pig is like 150 pounds and they were like what are we gonna do with these pigs and people were like well we can't sell them to like a butcher and i'm like well like why not though because if you had gone back in like 150 years like 150 years and you said to somebody, hey, you've raised this pig since it was a baby. You fed it and named it and, te- and kept like care of it every day of its life. Um, are you like at all worried about having to slaughter it for food? 
they'd laugh in your face. Like, they'd be like, are yeah. you kidding me? I honestly feel like 150 is a generous overestimate. Yeah. I think it's even shorter than that. Like, yeah. Downton Abbey, I was on a little Downton moment Downton. last night. <laughs> um, and that's based in the 20s, right? Yeah. I think it's, like, the early 1900s to the 20s. I don't really know. Uh, it's the late teens to the... Okay. Um, yeah, it's it starts from the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the third... The 12, 1912, is that? Yeah. yeah, 1912 is when it starts, and then it goes to its 20s. Okay, so, yeah, mm-hmm. so not, like, like just over 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, no, I know where my food comes from, and I'm not freaked out by having to kill this pig, because either the pig dies, or, or I, I don't do. eat. So. Like, it's, yeah, so, I and people get really freaked out about that, and I think it's because we've forgotten that when we eat meat, it comes from real animals. And that's not to say, like, you shouldn't eat meat. But food comes from places. Like, it doesn't show up in the world wrapped in styrofoam in Walmart. Like, it's not, you know? And I think, oh, I just think so much of our problems right now are about how disconnected we are from our food supply. I totally agree. it freaks agree. me out. It freaks me out. Every meal that I was able to make this summer where I was able to use stuff that came just from my garden. And I was, like, so lucky and so privileged that I, like, have the space to do that and, like, have the means to do that and stuff. And, like... Yeah, I didn't make pasta from scratch, and yeah, I don't have, like, chickens, but I was able to, like, make pesto from, like, the insanely big basil plant that was in my backyard, and, you know, I just, I was so grateful every single time, because I was like, I grew this, I know where it came from, I know what's in it, and it, I was doing, like, a 100-foot, she mentions it in the book, she's like, what if Mm -hmm. instead of doing, like, the 100-mile diet, we did the 100-foot diet? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what if? What if, why not? Exactly. Yeah. It's one of the main reasons why we make tomato sauce every year. Yeah. Is because we eat so much of it. It's like, well, we know what's in this, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's just what we put in there. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And we know we're eating. Like, like. Yeah. And it's like a whole thing for your family. Oh, right? it's like, like a it's big a whole. It's weekend. a whole. It's a whole day. Yeah. Uh, weekend. It's a multi-day process. It's a multi-day process, and it's connecting to the culture. We play Italian music all the time. You play Italian music. You have three generations of your family in the kitchen. Yes. Like you not only connect yourselves to the earth and to your food sources, but to your own family and to your own culture. Exactly. And like. And then make food to sustain us yeah. for a year. It's it, it's one of my favorite parts of the year. Yeah. Like it is just everything about it is so good for you. Yes. For the heart, soul, body, mind. Exactly. And so I think if we just like if we got back to, you know, knowing or even if you don't grow your own food, even if you just know the farmer that made it or that grew it or cultivated it or I don't know, whatever, yeah. found it. You, you would have yeah. community connections and like know more people. Like it was just everything about knowing where your food comes from and getting connected to your food sources and growing your own food is just better for you as a whole. Yeah. And so I basically just wrote that essay. It's just a verbal it's, one. Yeah. It's an auditory verbal essay. <laughs> but yeah. So you that's what I'm going to give it out is like reconnecting <laughs> to food sources is holistic practice. I love that. Holy shit. That's so good. Pardon thoughts? You have to read this book. You have to read this book. You have to read this book. This is one of the books that you can read without... Like, you can listen to this whole podcast all the way through and still want to go read it. Because we haven't spoiled anything. We haven't. There's not much to spoil. No, it's not like a narrative fiction. Yes. It's just good. And we are hyping it up, but we it will not disappoint you. We can't hype we, we can't, can't hype it up, it up enough. 
Are those your parting thoughts? Yeah, those are my parting thoughts. We have the same one. Uh-huh. I think this is just such a good book. Uh, I'm so grateful for you all for listening to our podcast. I'm yeah. grateful to Katie for doing this with me every week. I'm grateful to you for doing this with me every week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Julia. I'm Katie. Good night. Good night, y'all. Sleep tight. Do a gratitude list today. Yeah, good one. This has been an episode of Getting Literate with Julia Honadel and Katie McCullochop. Be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms. And follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate. Thank <laughs> you.